0: Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, and Max Barr of Southeastern 14. Back together after an illness kept me out last week. Excited to be back doing SEC basketball talk again. Today we're doing power rankings. Reminder, these are presented by friends at Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoff ready to kick off. Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football. The NBA upcoming fights and the NHL this season. Head to the website today to get in the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code, believe that is B L E A V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Power rankings, they always start at the bottom. And we got Vanderbilt at the bottom again. 302, I think, in the net. Max, Blake, I, I don't know what else to say here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not pretty right Blake. now. I mean, there's there's no way to beat around the bush here. Um, biggest biggest difference from last year's team in my opinion, is the loss of the rim protection. Uh, last year where you you boasted a top fifty block rate this this year, it's down at at bottom thirty in the nation. Um, just not to turn anything away in the paint. Um, and that's just kind of making everything else fall apart on the perimeter as well. Um, and they, you know, started out slow with a few injuries and just have not found their footing. So not much to say, but until they uh, figure out that paint defense, I mean, teams are just going to get whatever they want like they have been so far.
2: Yeah, don't have a lot to add. I mean, their last four losses have been by 13 or more points. Um, Three of them are against teams that are 70 or lower in Ken Palm. So, yeah, it's been a struggle to this point, but we'll see if they can – do what they did last season and make a magical run in SEC play, because that's the only way to turn this thing around right now. So,
0: then comes a pretty sizable gap between Vanderbilt and number thirteen LSU. In Ken Palm, the adjusted efficiency, LSU is about ten points better than Vanderbilt per one hundred possessions right now.
2: I realized that they had a a better half against Texas. What was it? The second half looked better. But second half. There's just the consistency's not there and we can, you know, say this, but guess what? Jordan Wright had 33 points, right. In that game. I mean, if Jordan Wright doesn't just go off, they get beat by what? 25 or more. So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I'm saying this cause I know LSU fans are frustrated. Um, and I think there's reason to be frustrated just because I don't, I'm not sure exactly where they wind up. Um, other than right here, Kind of sandwich with Vanderbilt at 1314.
1: So yeah, I don't think there's too much of a uh, of a difference either. And where Vanderbilt has not been able to protect the rim, LSU has not been able to defend the three-point line. I mean, I mean like I'm talking like bottom of the country. Um, they give up 41% of their points from the three-point line. That's third worst in the country. Like they just teams are and they're they're ranked 313th in three-point percentage defense. So teams are just Launching and cashing everything. So the perimeter defense on this team is just anemic right now. I mean, they're ranking like horribly. Um, but if there's if there's any uh, positive, you know, you're looking forward. Um, they do have Jalen Cook back. So you saw some sparks, some flashes of what he can bring. And you do have some offensive stuff. You know, you got some guys. You see what Jordan Wright can do. Um, Will Baker is kind of slowing down, but he's had some big Games Reed has had some big rebounding games, so like there's pieces there. It just hasn't come together yet, and uh, I don't. It's gonna have to come together pretty quick because first road game is uh, at Texas A&M, and it ain't easy to play there.
2: Well, that's what I was gonna add. Is the problem with power rankings, or at least how we're trying to do them? You have to rank the team what you've seen to this point. Now the issue is like getting Jalen Cook back, getting Brandon Murray back at Ole Miss, getting Tolu Smith back, which he's a different scenario but like we can only rank what we've seen to this point right right so yes like i i am knocking lsu for what we've seen to this point but the fact is that they have cooked back now there is the 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 potential to move that forward um it's just again i don't you know i don't know how i changed that just based on i know he played 32 minutes scored 13 points he's going to be really good for him but um i don't know about the rest of the You know, the pieces just haven't come together yet. So I don't, maybe it is a huge difference and maybe they wind up getting out of the bottom four. But just think right now, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, Again, that's, this is how we have to rank them. And this is how I've seen at this point. I just don't know if there's been that huge a gap, even though Vanderbilt has really struggled considerably.
0: Strength of schedule for Vanderbilt and Ken Palm 291, LSU 240, Vanderbilt at four and six, the only team in the league with a losing record, LSU at six and five. Uh, the only team, I think, in the league that is within one game of 500 otherwise. Yeah, looking at this now, that is correct. So, moving on. They play to, each other on
2: January 9th, by the way. So, we we'll, can have a we'll settle discussion. it once and for all. Here we go. We will LSU beats them by 40 in Baton Rouge, and we'll, we'll edit out everything I said. <laughs> uh, Blake is, is the compiler of these power rankings.
0: I don't think we had a lot of debate on Georgia at 12, did we?
2: No, everyone had Georgia at 12. No, I, I I take that back. Max, I think Adam higher, one spot higher. I think Adam at 11. state bias, Max. Yeah. So he can talk about him because, <laughs> I mean, he's right, though. We we had this debate before we, it wasn't a debate, it was just a declarative statement. Um, They've won five in a row. It's hard to knock a team for that. But again, uh, I can say the same thing. I, I'm not knocking Steve Forbes here at Wake Forest. I think he's a fantastic coach. Like outside of beating Way Forest, what has George done this season? Like it's just, they had the great comeback at Florida State, but again, that's not, this isn't a vintage Florida State team who's now lost four in a row. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's power ranking. It's just if you take all these teams, you put them on neutral court, where do they fit in the mix? I could see them at 11. I could see them at 12. Ultimately, they wind up at 12 here.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, one five in a row, but. Haven't really looked good doing it. I mean, just got crushed on the boards by High Point. High Point's a good rebounding team, don't get me wrong. But you let up 16 offensive rebounds to, to High Point. I mean, you just get bullied. Absolutely bullied. Uh, high Point had two guys with at least five offensive rebounds. Georgia didn't have a single single guy over two. You know, so you, you're getting bullied by High Point. You know, I, 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 I start to worry what it's going to look like against uh, Tolu Smith, Jimmy Bell Jr. and Kashawn Murphy in the same night. You know what I mean. So um, you, you've won five in a row, but the uh, the physicality in the front court, uh, I was worried about it earlier, and uh, they it's just they still haven't figured it out. I mean, I remember that Oregon game, game one. You guys remember watching that? It was just the the rebounding was unbelievable. And now that was November sixth. Now we're you know midway through December, and the rebounding is still an issue. So little bit concerned there uh, and that's why even though won five games in a row I've got them down here in the bottom
0: Missouri at 11 how did you allow this to happen Blake level
2: <laughs> I didn't allow it to happen Missouri allowed it to happen um they're not very good right now and I think we talked about this Max in the reaction video we did on Monday um yeah I mean that again the problem is just that defensively they're they're not very good um you know, outside of blocking some shots, getting some, you know, they're starting to force uh, turnovers. That's kind of a combination that worked at times last year, as we saw. But the issue is that they're just not elite in really a lot of areas right now. Um, any area um, outside of maybe blocking shots and their block percentage, that's about it. Um, free throw, they're top 20 free throw shooting team, but that's probably not enough to kind of carry you to being, you know, what you were last season because they're not elite offensively right now um although I, I think they're again they've got a lot of pieces it's just the defense i think they've got to figure out how they're going to win some of these games when they struggle to get stops at times but um yeah i mean again i don't I'm gonna keep repeating myself but it's just this is a team that gets a lot of their points from three and they're just a different team than they were last year and i don't think they have the room prayer this year that they had last year because. You had Kobe Brown or Des Moines Hodge that just went off at times and you had the percentages that sort of supported the fact that you could slip up here and there and still be okay. Just not a lot of room for error for this team. And, you know, that's leading to some of these losses, whether it's, you know, the Jackson State loss, I think a disappointing loss to Seton Hall. Um, But, yeah, they've got some things they've still got to figure out. But like a lot of teams, they're a work in progress right now.
1: Yeah, losing Caleb Grill, I don't want to – I don't want to keep mentioning it, but it's it's big. It is big. Uh, he wasn't, you know, he's not Nick Honor, where he has the ball in his hands every single possession. But I mean, he did rank uh, top on the team in defensive rebounding. It's a senior who had played in uh, Iowa State's tough defensive system. So you know, he's a, he's a gamer. He knows how to knows how to grind. And uh, now you you lose him, and you're you're a little bit thinner in the in the backcourt, where you were already thin in the frontcourt. So it's just like yeah, you know, that's a that's a big blow. And and, uh, you know, Blake mentioned it with the yeah, there's no room for error now. And uh, when you lose a piece now that tightens up even more. And I mean, you play a good Kansas team tight. You only lose by nine. You play a decent Big East team. See, you know, I'll probably finish middle of the pack in the Big East. You play them tight, lose by six. It's like they're not getting blown out. But, you know, I would like to see him win that Seton Hall game. And now you got to go play Illinois, who's going to be. Pissed off after after uh, dropping a game, so it's like, man, uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to change some things quick because the schedule's not getting any easier. You get Illinois, you get one bye game, and then it's right in the SEC play. It's like, all right, we're here now. You know, results got to start. <laughs> they got to start coming.
0: Number ten. What in the world do we do with Arkansas? I mean, really, really one good night of basketball so far. Maybe that's a little hard, but you know they, they beat Duke a couple of weeks ago. Feels like things are finally getting back on track. Nice win over Furman. A lost Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, and then nearly losing to uh, my alma mater Lipscomb on Saturday. Uh, wh- what is going on with this team, Max?
1: I don't I don't have a ton to add um, because it's because Musselman doesn't even know, right? When when coach comes out and says we don't know who we are right now, I mean, how am I supposed to know who they are? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, hey, they've got they've got chemistry issues, they've got identity issues right now. Um, if you if you filter out Bart Torbik's number the past month or so, L. Ellis and Devo Davis both still have negative plus minuses, so it's just they haven't been able to figure out the uh, maybe the seven eight ro- guy rotation that's going to really click yet. And uh, they're running out of time a little bit here because, like we keep saying, with these with these bottom teams, I mean, the schedule is not going to get any easier. They've got Wilmington. I know Blake's going to bring up his Wilmington. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Arkansas has got to figure it out pretty quick here because uh, the beginning of their SEC schedules is not too friendly.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they got to figure out the guard play. They can't turn the ball over as much they got a lot of guards they just got to figure out which combination works the best and um you know arkansas fans can weigh in on what they think in the comments of which combination of guards they think should be out there um but yeah until the guard play gets better they're they're gonna struggle um they got they got a lot of issues right now but hey again i always say it it's just you know every team's a different team like must said and you just don't ever know how long it's gonna take the chemistry to come together on certain teams or if it ever comes together at all. We we don't know either way with this team. Maybe it doesn't, and they wind up being, you know, a very disappointing team that doesn't make the NCAA tournament or something. But I tend to think that won't happen. I tend to think they'll figure it out and find the right combination and push the right buttons and get it going at some point. Um it just yeah, it hadn't gotten there yet. But uh yeah, don't overlook UNC Wilmington, December thirtieth. Undefeated against the SEC right now. One or no. The Seahawks.
0: Florida, number nine, has won three in a row. Not super impressively for the most part. But uh, Riley Kugel, I think, is has not lived up to our expectations. Blake, I'll let you start on Florida. What's your take on the Gators right now?
2: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to make of Florida. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, they're another one of those teams that this is where – I think you could have started with Arkansas, but you know Max and I were talking about this. This is where you have the jumbled mass of teams, probably this next, starting with Arkansas, this group of four, that we're going to get through to probably number seven. Um, I don't know what you do with these teams. I really don't, because you've seen some good with Florida, but you've also seen some things that make you wonder, are they really going to be a team that makes the NCAA tournament? Because, I mean, right now, what? Their best win's pit? and that's about it, so... Uh, rhymed. I didn't even realize that was going to happen, but, uh, bravo there. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know, Max, unless you got a better answer than I do. I mean, this is just a team that, you know, still feels like it's, it's also another team that's a work in progress. I think we'll get a, maybe a better idea of what Florida is big game coming up on Tuesday against Michigan, um, which again, this is not your typical Michigan team uh, based on, you know, the ones we've seen maybe in recent seasons, but, it's a good test for Florida because they they need to pick up something here. And I know they've won three in a row, but I also know that that has been against Merrimack, Richmond, and East Carolina by five. So, you know, they're still figuring some things out. You know, Kugel, yeah, he he has to play better, and I think he will. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, Max. I just don't. It's like they have depth. They have guys they can turn to. But, like, just overall, I think there's – I don't know. There's just something missing with them right now.
1: Yeah. They just haven't had that full complete 40 minute performance yet. You know, where we're like, okay, there's, there's Florida. You know, there's there. we thought this is what we thought we would see Um, against Baylor and Wake Forest dropped. Those two games. Didn't have Micah Henlokton. Okay. So you'll only lose by four to Baylor uh, without Henlokton and against East Carolina. I mean, I watched that full game, watched that whole thing and they were, they were cruising. They were, dominating and then just like some sloppy plays like you know when you should be you know running a half court set and getting a good shot off though they would just kind of you know push it a little bit too quickly and turn it over and then East Carolina kind of crawls back in the game and it's like what are we doing you guys you know look like you should be dominating this team Um, so I think it's a little bit of a mix of they didn't have pulling in the beginning that Virginia game didn't have Zion Poland. So in all three of their losses, if you want to make an excuse, you can't, you know, it's they, they haven't had all all hands on deck for any of their three losses. Um, so if you're looking at glass half full, you can look at it that way. You got a big game here against Michigan tonight. All right. Top 50 opponent on Ken Palm. You got your full squad. Like I'm I'm looking at this game as like, all right, Florida, this is who you're going to be, you know, for the next few weeks. You Get your full squad. You won three in a row. What are we looking at here? I think I think tonight is going to give us the best idea of Florida that we've had all season.
0: Next up, the South Carolina Gamecocks at eight would be the surprise team in the league so far. There's, there's one other team I think we can put in that conversation that we'll get to in a minute that it won't be newsworthy when we get there. But uh, the, the Gamecocks, one loss is to Clemson away. Clemson is two points from being unbeaten. Quality wins over Grand Canyon and Virginia Tech, uh, both those away from home. Lamont Paris told us before the season, people are sleeping on my team. And, Blake, right now, looks like he's right about that.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, they're they're 9-1. and Um, You know, again, in the one loss, they they played well against Clemson, I thought, and had their chances. And, yeah, I mean, I I think the last couple games make you – a little more hesitant and they maybe backtrack a tiny bit because they, you know, have had their struggles at times against East Carolina and Charleston Southern, which are not elite teams by any means. Um, and so, but, but again, you know, the thing is we say that and there have been a lot of other SEC teams that have lost these kind of games to this point. So, um, you know, quite a few actually. And so I, I think it's, it's looking at that and saying, Hey, you're nine and one and you're only lost against Clemson by five on the road. And Clemson's a really good team. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I think you take that for what it is, and you know, I still think is the overall depth something that's you know in the top tier of the SEC. No, but I keep saying that that group of four that I always talk about with this team. I mean, they are they're still good enough to push them, you know, into that top half of the SEC. I think, and um, you know, even though they're number eight this week in our power rankings, there they're a team that uh, I think. Again, you look at the rest of their non-conference schedule. It's an interesting game against Winthrop tonight. Uh, but beyond that, they should beat Elon. They should beat Florida A and M. And had an SEC play against Mississippi State. So yeah, feeling good about the Gamecocks right now.
1: Yeah, that Charleston southern game was just slow and and gross. I'm only sixty possessions. The thing almost ended in the fifties in possessions. Um, you know, not a great result, but when is a win? Uh, I mean, if this team if this team wins at Clemson, I mean, how high do we have them? You know what I mean? You know, so you you know you can't really knock them for a five point loss on the road there. Uh, a few a uh, week or two ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're starting to see a little bit of the depth issue with uh, the guards, especially when Michi Johnson and Cooper aren't out there. Uh, production drops off quite a bit, but, you know, you win against, you, you know, you do your job. They're doing their job right now. They haven't had a they haven't had a result that's like, oh, God, here's. Here's what we were worried about. You know, that hasn't happened yet. And, and until that happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep ranking, ranking uh, South Carolina middle of the pack. They've showed me no reason.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Why to drop them.
0: So, here they are. Number seven, Mississippi State. Number nine in the country in Ken Pomeroy's adjusted defensive efficiency. Josh Hubbard has carried the way offensively. One of the better players offensively in the league, and, and, and probably, I think, undeniably, the surprise player of the league to this point. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what else to say about the Bulldogs here, Max.
1: Yeah, you know, everyone's going to say, well, they lost to Southern. I know. I know. I don't know they lost to Southern. I know. Um, They just had three decent results in a row. Okay, the Murray State game was a little bit close. But listen, I'm basing this ranking on the fact that you're getting an All-American back in the next week or two. Okay, that's where it's at for me. We just saw Keshawn Murphy look 100% for the first time all year, too. Had a had a career night against North Texas. That's a good North Texas program, too. So, um they know how to play their defense over there. Um so I'm just I'm d- daydreaming about about a front court of Tolu Smith, Jimmy Bell Jr. and and Kashawn Murphy together. Um and one, once that comes back, uh man, they are going to just physically dominate physically physically dominate um and so i'm I'm excited for i'm i'm excited about that for this team you win three in a row and you're getting an all-american back i like it middle middle of the pack and, and and with some real real potential here to move up
2: yeah i mean again they've won three in a row um you know those those couple games were ugly against georgia tech and southern but talent's there the defense is there and you said it best max no one no one likes to play Mississippi State because, you know, since Jans has been there, they just were not a fun team to play against last year. They're not going to be a fun team to play against this year, um, especially once they get to Lou Smith back. And, um, but you talk about the start to SEC play. I'd have to look at all the schedules, but they are going to have one of the tougher schedules to start SEC play. May have the toughest based on what we talked about so far. They're at South Carolina, home against Tennessee, home against Alabama, at Kentucky, at Florida home against Auburn, um, That they, they've got a really tough first half. Now they've got a home game against Vanderbilt uh, sandwiched in there, but their front part of their SEC schedule is pretty um, brutal based on what we've seen from those teams so far. So something to keep in mind with Mississippi State. They would love to get Tully Smith back ready to go for the start of that, um, you know, grind on January 6th. So,
0: All right, next up, probably the hardest team to rank for, for- – various reasons Ole Miss at six on one hand Ole Miss is one of what four unbeaten in the country guys I think that's what we're down to four it's four yeah so there's that uh on the other hand some of these wins one point over number 336 in Ken Palm Detroit Mercy three points over number 195 Sam Houston one point over number 160 Temple Um, two points over number 76 UCF. That's not a a bad win, but metrics have the Rebels 12 out of the 14 teams and Ken Palm 90th nationally. But, hey, you you judge teams on how you take care of business. Ole Miss is unbeaten. Um, Again, looking at the teams they've beaten, I don't see any NCAA tournament teams in there, and that's how they end up at six, Blake.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot to add. I mean, they're, we, me and Max have talked about it over the past week. It's like every game they play, it's going to be decided within 10 points. Just trust me. Like it's going to be a 10 point or less type game. Maybe they change that against Troy and win by more than 10, but Cork 10 Palm has it projected as a 10 point game. Um, yeah, it's just every game they play is kind of close, but they, the fact is they've won all of them and not every other SEC team, has, no one else has done that. Um, you know, they've lost games they shouldn't and all that, but Ole Miss hasn't. They've beaten everybody, whether it's by a point. No one cares. They've beaten every team on their schedule. So you got to reward them for that. I don't care what the computers say. I don't care about any of that. They've beaten everybody on their schedule. No other SEC team has done it. Sure, theoretically, because should we rank them at one? I don't know. If you want to do that, you can, I suppose, but we're not going to do that. But you got to kind of meet in the middle somewhere on that. And the fact is, they again, <laughs> they've beaten everybody on their schedule, and they get Brandon Murray – in the mix now and they've got their full squad ready to go. And I think they're not really going anywhere in my opinion. Um, You know, sure. They're going to lose the game at some point. They're not going to go undefeated, but I, I still think they're going to, they're, they're going to be okay. I don't think this is just a, a luck thing. Like some people have been saying, I think this is a, you know, they're, they're a pretty good team. That's still got a lot to figure out and a long way to go to be an elite team, but I do no, know. It's all that matters.
1: People love talking bad about this Ole Miss team because of their Ken Palm writing. People love it. People love doing it. And I just sit back and I laugh because if you've watched every second of every minute of every game that Ole Miss has played like I have, you would know that those first four or five-ish games were like practices to this Ole Miss team. I mean, just tossing guys out there left and right, different lineups, different... Just trying to see what sticks, see who the team is. No Musa Cise, no Brandon Murray. I mean, I'm not even looking at those games to be honest. I'm looking about NC State and down when 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 uh, Musa Cisse comes back and when things start clicking in the road, the the backcourt uh, minutes start evening out and you you're seeing less of Rob Coward and less of Austin Nunez, more T.J. Caldwell. If you if you watch this team, you you know how good they've gotten. Um, and that Troy Southern Miss Bryant, not gonna say I'm not gonna jinx it, but could. Could very well have a zero in the in the loss column here entering SEC play, and hey, not many teams in the country are going to be able to go into conference play undefeated. So, yep, the Rebs move on. I do want to know I had them fourth, so I did have them. I was the high man. Just want to let that let that be known
2: on the record. Of course. Let me just let me let me give you a scenario here, okay? Since you just jinxed it, we're gonna I'm gonna jinx this thing to no end. So, you know, if they beat Troy, they beat Southern Miss. They beat Bryant. They're 13-0. Let's say they go get a stunning win at Tennessee on January the 6th. All right. 14-0. Home against Florida. Winnable. Home against Vanderbilt. Winnable. At LSU. Winnable. 17-0. The Ole Miss Rebels. Mark it down right now. Don't deny it. What's Ken Palm going to have him rated then? 80-84th? Yeah, Ken Palm will move him back. The net will have him at 843. So, all you computers. Okay, here's, here's watch what the I games, know. Computers, watch the games. Watch all right, em. watch the games, computers. Let's just say it goes off like you have posited here. Well, what's their ranking in the AP
0: poll at this, at that, at that point?
2: Well, they're 17. No, they're going to be a top 10 team. They mm-hmm. might be. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, how high in the good. top 10? Well, I don't depends on everybody else. Fair enough. So. We'll see. Seventeen and zero. You heard it here first. Number five, the Texas A&M the game, Aggies. Don't blame us,
0: <laughs> right? Who are who are seven and four? Kent Palm has got AM schedule eighth in the country, other than Purdue, and, and I guess maybe Kansas. I, I'm trying to figure out like who's got a tougher schedule. Tennessee would be in there too, but I mean, my goodness, these guys have played all comers so far. They've dropped their last two to Memphis. And Houston, look, four four losses have been to FAU, Virginia, Memphis, Houston, all surefire NCAA tournament teams if the tournament were picked today. Good wins over Ohio State and Iowa State, both away from home. Yeah, the the, the wins have not fallen like Buzz Williams has, has wanted. Um, this is a good team. Wade Taylor nearly carried the Aggies to a win over Houston by himself. If you guys didn't see his final few minutes, he was just unbelievable in that one. Uh, I, I I like this team as the preseason favorite in the SEC. Am I a little disappointed in what the Aggies have done so far? Yeah. Is it explainable? Also, yes. I think this is still a really good basketball team that, that's headed towards a a, a berth in
2: March, Blake. Yeah, they'll 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 get to the NCAA tournament. I just you know the Tyrese Raffer situation. I mean it it definitely limits their upside. I think overall, and people would say, well, they only lost to Houston 70-66 without him. Let's, let's not get into that nonsense. Like, it's just, they're, they're a much better team with him. I mean, it's, it's, you know, long-term, they're a better team when Tyrese Rafford's on the floor. Cause we, for all the reasons we've mentioned Max, like over the past couple of weeks, it's been, you know, it's just, he gives you another guy that can handle the ball. And yes, Wade Taylor went off. We, we get that. He can go off any game, but you don't want to put the pressure on him every single game to have to do that. And the fact is, if he doesn't do that in this game, what happens? they probably get beat 20, um, you know, cause no one else really contributed significantly. Now that's, it's Houston and, and that's understandable. Cause that's just, that's what Houston does. They just grind you into submission. But um, this is where I think, you know, the whole raffer situation is obviously when we're going to monitor because it would significantly limit their upside. If he's out for a, a long period of time. Um, cause the start of sec play for them, they host LSU at home. They should win that one, but. And they got a three game stretch at Auburn home against Kentucky at Arkansas, which is not ideal. I think those three games against those three teams, if you're down your second best player. So, yeah, we'll see. But again, I'm still pretty optimistic about this AM team. So.
1: Yeah, I think you nailed it, Blake. I do not have too much to add over that analysis. What I will say, though, is, guys, I mean, let's rewind preseason, right? Okay, Rewind preseason. Uh, a lot of people had them, you know. Chris, you had them top of the top of the conference. Right now, they're at five. If you took your, you know, first place vote, but we tell you, okay, but they're not going to have Julius Marble, and they're not going to have Tyrese Radford. It would be like, oh well, maybe I'll bump them back a few spots, maybe yeah. at like four or five. And here they are. You know, this is this is kind of right where I would expect them to be without those two guys. They got a few good wins, have dropped a few close ones. They still look like a good basketball team. I mean, kind of right on par with with. Where I think they would they would end up without those two guys. Um, you know, I think they have a they have a a decent uh start to uh SEC play. They get LSU first, then they're gonna have a grinder at uh at Auburn, but then they get Kentucky at home and a chance to get a huge win. So um yeah, I mean it's kind of right on par with where I thought they would be.
0: All right. At number one in Kim Pomeroy's adjusted offensive efficiency. Is Alabama, which is also at number 104 in defense. And on balance, that lands the Crimson Tide at number four in our power rankings. Mark Sears is having an amazing season, but um, it's it's the defensive struggles, I think, that continue to be the narrative, fairly or unfairly, that sort of defines this team, which has now lost its last two, all the, albeit no shame in losing to Purdue. And creighton, max
1: yeah the only thing i'll add about alabama because i don't want to i don't want to keep harping on what we have all season long but it's positive that in the result in these past two yes you would like to come away with a with a win before having to play arizona but three points to creighton six points to purdue you're right there the whole game uh leading purdue for most of the game they're gonna be no- their number one in the country right now so i mean like is there a game that this team's not going to be not going to be in? I mean, I, you put them on a neutral court against anyone, they're never going to be a double-digit underdog. Never, you know? So uh, is the offense going to go anywhere? Are they going to keep that insane efficiency? I don't know. Are they going to drop, like, out of the top five? I don't think so. I think there's a the top five offense in the country whole season. So, I mean, they've got a whole year to get the defense right. I mean, you've seen Muhammad Waggy, you know, flashes. When he can defend without following and stay on the court, you're seeing flashes. Nick Pringle had a good game uh against Creighton. You know, you're seeing flashes. So I think it's a work in progress. I kind of trusted Nate Oates to 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 get this defense inside that top one hundred uh efficiency. And I don't think the offense goes anywhere. Uh I'm pretty optimistic on this Alabama team right now.
2: Not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think the offense is going anywhere. I think they're gonna run some SEC teams out of the gym this season because there's are some bad offensive SEC teams um, and maybe not bad, but average offensive teams in the SEC. And even if Alabama gives up some points to them, I think they will just go on runs that, you know, kind of like we saw what was at the Purdue game. They scored 30 in the first 10 minutes or whatever. And it's just what they're going to do. I don't I don't think the offense is going anywhere. Will they wind up being the number one team offensively in the country? I don't know. But like Max said, I, they're going to be in the top five unless people get injured. Like that's just the way it's going to work. Like I just think they're too good on that side of the floor, and they're going to win games. Like I said, they're going to blow some teams out in SEC play. They're also probably going to win some games, 95-94. Um, I'm all for it. So just uh, you know, give me the entertainment value of the Crimson Tide uh, with those games. But they're also going to lose some games they shouldn't because they're going to go out, and, and another team's going to hit eight threes in the first 15 minutes of the game. And, you know, all of a sudden that Alabama's going to make a run. It's going to be a close game. But this is what they are right now. and. Like we talked about I think Max and the reaction we did on the Creighton game I mean it's just you know think about it they lost by three at Creighton they only really hit four threes I mean they're they're always gonna have a chance like they're always nope. gonna be right there in 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 the game this is one of those teams I've seen some people mention this on Twitter Alabama may wind up being a a seven eight seed I'm the number one seed if I'm the number you know three whatever like I no way no thanks like because <laughs> They're just, they're a team, it's 50-50, right? I mean, it's a 50-50 chance. They could come out and just blow you out of the gym because of how hot they get offensively. But there's also a chance you come out and you hit your first 14 baskets and you're up, you know, 48 to 20 on them at halftime. And of course I'm, you know, exaggerating a bit, but they're just not a team I think anybody's going to want to play this season the rest of the way. No one wants to play Alabama. They may salivate over the idea of, Hey, they really struggle defensively. Great. But we don't want to play defense either. And if we don't, they're going to score 100 on us. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I've, Alabama's six and four. But in all honesty, like, I, I still think there's a good chance they could win the SEC. Like, I, I really think that. And it's just because, again, that they're so good on one side of the floor. And that's where it's not the same as Missouri last year. But what did we say last year in Missouri? It's like, you know, You have some clear deficiencies uh, in certain areas, but if you're just elite in a lot of other areas or very important areas, that can be the differentiator that gets you to 25 wins like got Missouri to last year. Um, Alabama is so elite offensively in so many different areas that it can be what still gets them to 25-plus wins, perhaps. Um, It's it's a hard thing to do maybe at this point, but again, I I just – I still think they're pretty good, so –
0: At number three, Auburn, another case where the analytics tell one story and the resume might tell another. On one hand, Auburn up to number eight in Ken Pomeroy's adjusted efficiency ratings. Uh, But you look at the resume, not not a lot there. Losses to Baylor on a neutral floor at Appalachian State in in the biggest game in Boone and who knows how long. And you look at the wins. Beating Indiana on a neutral court. In fact, clobbered Indiana. Don't know what that means at this point. Nice wins over Virginia Tech, St. Bonaventure. Are they NCAA tournament teams? Probably not. Um, and then a pounding of Southern Cal this past weekend. Uh, but Southern Cal, 5-5. Five and five. I know Bronny James is back. Is that an NCAA tournament team? I don't know. It's It's been a program that is sort of perpetually – Underwhelmed, in my opinion. Um, so I I don't know what to make of Auburn at this point. Well, I say that. I, I generally trust I Bruce Pearl. I think he's got a good ball team. But the, the, the resume – and God knows Auburn will get a chance to, to build its resume in the next three months. But
2: um, an interesting team right now, Blake. Blake and Max versus the computers, part two. Because <laughs> if you watch the games, um, it's clear that Auburn is – getting much better and they're getting better offensively you're starting to see them find a rhythm and i think that was the danger early in the season it was not just offensively it was the defense right we we said that a lot early in the season first couple games second half defense bruce Pearl mentioned that they've gotten way better on that side of the four but the offense if you take out the appalachians they game, which again everybody's going to focus on this like i get it like we love just to zone in on the one game that is the complete outlier in a 10 game sample size at this point, but it's the outlier. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of sec teams that would have lost that game. I think it was way more about Appalachian state and the environment and the setup than it was about Auburn. Um, and you know, if you look at teams and how they played at this point, Auburn has dominated every game. It's won. pretty much. It has just been domination. And I think, again, there is something to that. They've not played the toughest schedule, but that's okay because they're not just letting some of these teams hang around. They are going out and just putting the hammer down on some of these teams. And that's what I think what you want to see if you're Auburn. And you're starting to get more confidence from guys who are making shots from outside. We said it in reaction video. Sure, they're not going to make 14 every game like they did against Indiana, but you will absolutely for Bruce Pearl take eight of 21 from three for 38%. That will win you games this season. If you just get that kind of efficiency, you're not shooting 40 times from three. You're making eight of 21. That is great. Um, And if they can get that from Holloway, Denver Jones, all those guys, we saw the balance. I think that's the thing is there's a lot of different guys that are stepping up in key areas right now for Auburn. So you can give me the resume stuff all you want, um, you know, in terms of like what we think they are as compared to everybody else, their non-conference schedule, all that. But I think if you just watch them play, I think they found the confidence uh, in my opinion, Max. and um, I just think that they're they're starting to hit their groove at the right time here as we get ready to to start conference play. A
1: complete team here, Auburn, one that has not been not been struck by the injury bug at all. Complete team have had their full full cavalry every game, and it showed with the chemistry and the assist rate and just how little this offense is turning the ball over, how clean their offense is running. Um, just against USC, it was just like, Auburn, easy look, USC contested, 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 Auburn easy. And then it was just like their offense is just running like like a, like it's March. You know, it, it's just clean right now. I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing on the offensive end. The only thing on this, this Auburn team that's going to come back to bite them a little bit, and you saw it happen a little bit in the Appalachian State game, saw it happen a little bit in Baylor, is uh, this team's defensive free throw rate. They put teams on the line. Uh, they, they rank bottom 60 in the nation in free throw rate defensively. So I'm looking right down here at the schedule. Uh, first SEC game in Bud, Bud Walton at Arkansas. Not going to get a friendly whistle. And, and for a team that puts uh, opponents on the free throw line a lot, I think in SEC play on the road, this team might run into a little bit of an issue with that. But. I do want to say real quickly, remember a few weeks ago when everyone was talking about Reed Shepard's plus minus and how it was just just crazy numbers, crazy, crazy numbers on, on how productive Reed Shepard was past four weeks. All right. So past month, past month of basketball, Reed Shepard plus minus eleven point nine. Jalen Williams of Auburn, eleven point nine tied tied for the lead in the SEC. So you're seeing some of the. Uh, some of the ancillary pieces around Janai Broom start to really produce. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything's just kind of coming together. This team looks like they're uh, just looks like the chemistry's clicking right now.
0: Number two, Tennessee, the Vols have emerged from that brutal Thanksgiving stretch where they lost three games in a row to to three powerhouses. Tennessee has had nice back-to-back weekends beating Illinois and NC State. Bulls kind of continue to remain who they are and, and a team that, that, based on the resume and the schedule, uh, I think is is very much on track for a, a top four seed in March,
2: Blake. Well, that's pretty anticlimactic there, Chris. Getting into <laughs> these top two teams and, like, who, everybody's gonna, trying to gonna, figure out who we're going to rank one and two. They're just there. like, okay, number two is Tennessee come on man we gotta get a little get a little drama add a little drama to the mix here because guess what last week i mean we're we're talking about this debate between tennessee and kentucky chris is out here just dropping all right number two is the balls so guess what kentucky's number one thanks everyone
0: i'm working my way back into the rotation here boy
2: i know you're you're back in the the, the middle m- middle part of the relief um rotation here right now but yeah yeah so there you go everyone tennessee's number two which means kentucky's not gonna be number one um yeah <laughs> uh, we look the one vote separated these two um yeah like in our point system our composite staff rings only one vote separated kentucky and tennessee kentucky wound up getting the nod which i'm sure will surprise no one in terms of they beat North Carolina that gave them probably the, uh, the, the nod over Tennessee. So I think it's fine to group these two teams together, max, because I don't think there's a lot to separate these two right now. If you put them on a neutral floor, you know, for all the Vegas handicappers out there, uh, and people in the comments, you know, my guess is no, one's more than a one and a half point favorite in these, a game between these two. Like, I just think it's take your pick, whether that's Tennessee or whether it's Kentucky. Um, um, but, yeah, I just – you know, I think the – we talked about Auburn. We talked about Alabama, um, A&M, and, and so forth. Like, boy, I, I still look at this and I just look at these two teams and think these are the two most complete teams that have the best chance to win the national championship. And I think they both can do it, um, you know, in the right scenario. Uh, and, you know, I just think with Tennessee, as we said, and we I think we said this, Max, in the NC State, reaction if you're winning a game like that where you score 79 points and Dalton connect has two it just shows you what tennessee has at its disposal with that trio of james ziegler and vescovy and then all the other you know quote unquote role players that really have i think expanded beyond that at this point like these are guys that you know take the rest of the group whether it's adu may waka Ganey, so forth um yeah like it just feels like tennessee is is a complete team. And and I know everybody can say, well, they gave up 60 something and a half at North Carolina and all that. And sure they did, but it's college basketball. You play 30 something games. You're going to have strange things that happen. Like it's just, it's going to happen. Um, that's something where if you played that game 99 times out of a hundred, my bet is Tennessee's not giving up 61 points in the half. Um, so it's just, it's one of those things where I don't think we should knock Tennessee. And that's why we kept them, you know, high even after that three game losing streak. And all they've done since then is beat Illinois, you know, beat NC State and um, feel like they're really starting to find a groove. And then with Kentucky, Max, I mean, it's, what do we say after the North Carolina game? It's just, you know, Aaron Bradshaw has made a big difference, but you said it. I mean, these dudes are just fearless. Like, they don't back down from anything. Um, yes, they've got one of those head scratching results that a lot of other CC teams have with the Wilmington game, but that's the outlier. Kentucky at its best is one of the best teams in the country, and, um, yeah, I, I think these are one A and one B to me in the power rankings this week.
1: I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, can we group these guys together? Um, AP pool, as much as I hate you, thank you for ranking Ole Miss. But also, they have Kentucky, Tennessee, 8-9. I mean, how do you separate these two teams? You know what I mean? So um, I think they're they're in a pack of their own right here. And um, I, I love the result against NC State. I love it because if you didn't hear the news, Zekai Ziegler's back. He's back. Okay. Playing playing like he always does. Um, and and when you can and that's what's the knock on Tennessee, guys, right? Offense, of course, right? When your best offensive player has his worst game and you still win uh and almost cover, basically, man, that is just very I, I'm I'm walking away from that feeling real good. Um as for as for Kentucky, I love how much people are talking about Wilmington. I love it. I love how much because it's just like do you not realize they didn't have Aaron Bradshaw and DJ Wagner like two starters two two people that went that had a huge impact on on their win against North Carolina? DJ Wagner with 14 points, five assists. Uh, Bradshaw wins his matchup against Baycott like massive pieces that they didn't have for that game. And people are just like, oh, they lost to Wilmington. <laughs> OK, you know, you got to mention that. So, yeah, 1A1B here. Two great teams uh that I don't think are going to be going anywhere anytime soon. I think they're going to be stuck here at the top for a, a long time though.
0: Gentlemen, any any parting thoughts on on the power rankings? Is it is it fair to say we had a little bit of a gap between Tennessee and Kentucky and, and the rest of the league and maybe Auburn, Alabama, AM, Ole Miss, maybe in that that next group and then I guess Ole Miss, South Carolina. Uh, I don't know what you do with the bottom half, but how, how would you how would you handicap say the top half? Is is there a little bit of one and two at the top, and then a little of a break to the next four max?
1: I would say just because Auburn hasn't had that that marquee win yet, they haven't. Yeah. You know, USC's their best win right now. Um, that I would. There's there's some separation. I think it's a clear Kentucky Tennessee run in the show right now. I, I think it's clear. What do you think, Blake?
2: Well, listen. If you ask the net rankings, if you ask uh, ESPN's BPI, all these other things, the Kentucky Wildcats are the fifth best team in the SEC. And to that, I say, watch the games, computers. Yeah. Watch the games because, um, sorry, we're just we're having our fun here. Ken, Ken Palm, we love you. Um, Blake hates I computers. computers. I mean, he <laughs> hates those things with a passion, Max. <laughs> I, if, if, would, if it was up to would... me, we would be doing this live uh, with no technology. Um, you he's, know, the, he's the
0: Unabomber just, of Southeastern 14 is what the he Morse is.
2: code. <laughs> we would be we would be sending uh written mail with stamps, giving you our power rankings each week. You'd have to sign up for our mailer for us to send you our power rankings. It was up to me, but instead we're doing this on video with the technology on YouTube. Um, I don't hate computers. I just think it's, I think we have, there are times where we just lean way too far and we just trust the computers yeah. on everything. Uh, I trust my eyes. Um, to a certain extent. And so that's all I'm saying. I'm just having fun with them. You know, you guys know I do this. Like we did it with net. We're just having fun here. But yes, I think Tennessee and Kentucky are the two best teams in the league. Um, Can any other team behind them challenge them? Yes. Yes. But right now, I don't think so. Um, Right now, I think that they would beat every other team out there um, just based on how those two teams are playing. Like I said, if you're asking me, you know, SEC, fast forward to April the 1st, how has the SEC fared in the NCAA tournament? Everybody make their jokes about Rick Barnes all they want. But I'm going to say pick the two teams that got the furthest. I may pick Arkansas because, I mean, they've done it the last however many years. But um, it's going to be Tennessee-Kentucky just because of how good they've been to this point. And I think just the upside is there, and it's higher than everyone else. But, yeah, in terms of the gap, I mean, I, I look at the computer's they do seem to love Auburn Um, and we have our love for Auburn has grown here. Um, And boy, the Alabama fans will have fun quoting me and clipping that quote of me saying that I love Auburn. Um, But still, you know, I think it's just, they, they are one that is trending way further, probably up than maybe we expected a while back. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, you've got an interesting group of teams beyond. Yeah. I mean, really Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, like we said, we think Mississippi State's going to rise back into that mix with Toulouse Smith back on the floor. Florida could get there. Arkansas, you know, can still get there with the talent they have. You know, Ole Miss, like we mentioned, South Carolina, I think those are the two teams that still to be determined. That's why you've got that jumbled mess in the middle right now in terms of our rankings. So, yeah, man, this it's a, a fascinating league as we head into to conference play. Um, I don't want to say it's pretty clear who the bottom four teams are, but I think we're getting there. Um and it seemed like that always kind of works itself out early in the season, most years and tend to think we're, we're getting close to that already uh, this season. So. All right. That has been. All good for me.
1: All good for me.
0: Sorry about that. That's been our pre-Christmas edition of the SEC basketball power rankings. We'll be back at it again next week. Got previews of games coming up, whether that's bowl games, whether that's basketball games. Whatever it is, we're here for you. Thanks for watching. This has been Southeastern 14 presented by Online. For the
1: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click
0: Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger.